Welcome to a new edition of the Balaterals.org podcast, where we discuss the most recent developments around free trade agreements. Top news this month, Balaterals.org has leaked the draft text of the African Continental Free Trade Area Investment Protocol. At first glance, it looks like a revised bilateral investment treaty. It includes the investor-state dispute settlement mechanism, and a weak chapter on investor obligations that does not have a penalty system. More analysis coming up soon on our website. In South Korea, hundreds of farmers and fishers held a couple of protests against the Trans-Pacific Partnership, known as the CPTPP, because of concerns of the negative impacts the trade deal could have on agriculture. Korea already has to open 85% of its local food market under another trade deal, the RCEP, and the figure will spike to 95% under the CPTPP. The Australian and Indian governments signed an interim free trade deal on April 2nd. Australian wine exporters and sheep farmers will see tariffs significantly reduced why the dairy and grain industries are calling for more. In an interview with us, Viju Krishnan, an Indian Farmers Union representative, vowed Indian people will resist this trade agreement on the ground. He criticized the lack of transparency around the negotiations and is concerned a more comprehensive free trade deal will follow this interim agreement. See the full interview on our website. Some also see geopolitical implications as both countries are members of the so-called Quad, along with the US and Japan, and look to promote a free, an open and inclusive Indo-Pacific to counter China's influence. Still in the region, the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework trade talks are set to start in April or May, according to the Australian government. This initiative was launched by the US last year and includes Australia, Japan, Singapore, New Zealand, while governments of Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia and Thailand have expressed an interest. It remains unclear what will be included in this agreement. The White House said the negotiation would work towards high labor and environmental standards, a digital trade framework, open and predictable supply chains, and investment in clean energy. Some US lawmakers and lobby press for agriculture to be included, but the US trade representative said there will be no market access. Some civil society groups are actually concerned that this initiative could be a way to revive the Trans-Pacific Partnership that the US left under the Trump administration. In the European Union, business lobbies and the chair of the EU Parliament's International Trade Committee are pushing for the conclusion of bilateral trade deals as a response to the war in Ukraine. The EU is currently negotiating agreements with Mexico, Chile, Australia and New Zealand. Energy and natural resources are the central interest for the EU. Chile and Australia can produce hydrogen, while the EU is also interested in lithium mines in Chile. 
The war in Ukraine will also have negative consequences on many countries in the global south that are dependent on wheat imports, of which significant parts come from Ukraine and Russia. Dependency on such food imports is a consequence of the global free trade regime, and that's why some groups in Africa are calling for the rejection of free trade agreements and the promotion of local alternatives instead. And for the first time in history, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has recognized the role free trade agreements and bilateral investment treaties play to delay climate action. Its latest report specifically mentioned the Energy Charter Treaty that many civil society groups have been trying to take down for the past years. And that's it for this month. Uh, I'm Nicholas Roux, Balaterals.org. More news coming up soon. And in the meantime, you can visit Balaterals.org.